We are Shell and Aaron Odom, founders of A Radical Relationship. Our testimony is one of redemption from divorce, addiction, and witchcraft. Here at A Radical Relationship, our mission is to empower men and women to go deeper in their relationship with God, self, others, and their calling through self-examination first. Let's get into it. All righty, let's get into it, darling. What's up, Radical community? Welcome back to another week in our YouTube video community stuff, all the things, all right? And this week, I am joined by a special guest or whatever. <laughs> I have been like dropping the hints, okay, for weeks at a time, like we have a new ministry person joining. And so I am finally, finally, finally happy to announce that she is here. Mrs. Bree Turner in the flesh, okay, in the flesh. So, Bree, why don't you start out by just um, introducing yourself for the men and women who may be part of the community but not familiar with you? Okay. So, my name is um, Mrs. Bree Turner. Um, I am a mom. I'm a wife. Um, I have teenagers, so I've been a mom for eighteen. You know what? Nineteen years. I have a seventeen-year-old. Um, my daughter's in college. My son is a senior. Um, I'm a step, I guess I'm still considered a newlywed. How and many I years has it been? During the pandemic, so it'll be three. Yep, yep, yep. Year, so okay. Still a newlywed. Um, I'm a tumor survivor. Mm. I'm a domestic violence survivor. Wow. Um, and I just love God, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't, did we talk about the domestic violence piece in the first video we did? I don't, I don't think so. I, I may have mentioned it. I don't, I don't believe we did though. Okay, yeah. So, um, that kind of leads me into sort of, I guess, introducing our friendship. We were talking and we were like, we really don't know how it started. Right. Like, <laughs> how we we really it? don't know. We know that it was through Facebook. Right. So we got that much. That's about it. We don't know what the initial point of connection was, but um, we did do so. Bree was a previous guest on the YouTube channel, um, OG, okay? Um, when I used to do what I called the Girls Like Me series, and it's where I just interview different women about their testimonies and portions of their testimony um, that I thought that other women could really benefit hearing from. So I will um, tag that here in this video for you to go back and check out. Um, I'll spare the details because I want y'all to go check it out. It's good. I'm gonna just say that. So good that it has Satan cutting up. It's good, okay? <laughs> So um, because we already have a video kind of diving into your testimony, Brie, I would love to um, start out here by just acquainting um, the men and women with who you are as it directly pertains to ministry okay. and what your heart is for that. So tell us a little bit about what doing ministry, quote unquote, has looked like for you in the past. Okay, so um, doing ministry for me in the past, um, I started with the book. I actually started with social media. I'm a social media person. I love um, just kind of like cheering people on, making people feel good. And so a good way that I did that was I was modeling first. Then I started feeling like I wanted to share my testimony. So I would capture people with like these 
cute outfit of the days. And then my caption would be about my testimony. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like my marketing thing. So it was more about my testimony than fashion. Um, from then, I was led to do a conference. I wanted to do a women's conference um, called Glam, Grace, and Mercy. Mm. Basically, um, telling women that they don't have to look like what they've been through. Mm. Or that you can look at somebody and not know um, what they've been through. Um, so after the conference, which was amazing, by the way, um, I did a book okay. just talking about my experience with being adopted. Um, but this was before I met my biological mom. So mm. it was about me being a teen mom, being adopted, um, domestic violence. So that book is on Amazon. Nice. It's called Glam, Grace, and Mercy. Um, and I had, I think I did about three conferences. Um, but my goal, my um, what I feel like my assignment is, is to walk with women through the fires of life. Mm, and baby it be fires okay (laughs) it be fires so i want to hear um more about the women's conference Mm -hmm. because i don't think was it women's or did i make that up okay um yeah okay nice (laughs) so was that here in memphis or what right so all of my conferences have been here in memphis okay um strictly for women so we dealt with topics on singleness marriage i was not married at the time but i brought someone in who was married to kind of encourage singles to encourage wives um we talked about self-confidence prayer um and domestic violence so okay nice so um what would you say was kind of the motivation for doing a conference because there's so many ways that that could have looked in covering those vast topics in a setting why conference So I was reaching so many women on social media um, and eventually I just wanted to see them in person. You know, I wanted Mm. us all to get together. Um, At the time, there was this thing going around where people were like, um, no new friends or Mm. um, you can't sit with me. Mm -hmm. And so I would always be like, you can't, you can sit with me, girl. Like, if you can't sit over there, you can come over here. I love that. Um, And then the no new friends thing, I I just always thought that was ridiculous. So I just wanted to bring women together and show that women can get along. Like, we can do life together. We can just walk together through life. So Okay, that's awesome. So did you ever have, like, a... Uh, name of a ministry what was that it was glam grace and mercy okay so the same name as the yeah. book okay nice yeah i love that so what's what stopped like why did the conferences stop <laughs> it stopped suddenly um i just felt like god was telling me to take a break okay i was pouring so much into everybody else mm. um there were times where People would call me or, you know, inbox me on Facebook asking for prayer because they were suicidal. Mm. And I was suicidal too, right? Mm. So I'm just like, how am I praying for people, you know, just pouring my heart out to people and I don't have, I felt like I didn't have anybody, you know? Mm. So I felt like God was like, you know, you need to heal, take a step back. And that's when I met my husband. Okay. Yeah, so it kind of worked out like God was kind of preparing me 
to step into a different part of ministry. So. Mm, that's good. Because you met your husband on social media too, right? right? Okay. I meet all of my friends. <laughs> Including this, we're like some kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, man, there's so much packed, um, yeah. packed in that. So when you took the time to step away, what what would you say your healing looked like? So for me, healing was finding a church. At the time, I actually went back to my old church. Then I found a new church, um, Hope. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Nice. Um, just kind of refocusing on what God wanted me to do in my career. Mm. Um, getting closer to my kids. Mm -hmm. Of course, abstinence. I mm -hmm. was totally abstinent. I was changing um, the way that I dealt with people and dating. Mm. Um, revisiting all of my standards. Mm. I mean, it was strict, like... You can't mm. call me after 9 p.m. I remember you talking about you know, that in the first like video. It. So, just everything. Um, and just really getting to know who I was in Christ. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, then um, I kind of started over here and now I'm jumping back. How, like, how did you come into relationship with Christ and what did some of that journey look like? So, I believe I've always been a quote-unquote Christian. I was raised in church. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people, you know, we were in church on Mondays, mm -hmm. Wednesdays, every, <laughs> all three services on Sunday. We were there. <laughs> but for me, I came into a relationship, I would say, in college. That's where it started. Mm. Um, in college, you're learning how to be a woman. I was already kind of pushed into womanhood because I was a mom. Mm. Um, but I was out there by myself My mom was helping me raise my kids And I was so sad In college mm. um, I guess because Honestly I don't even know why It was just stressful College was crazy yeah. um, And so the only thing That I would do when I was in that Phase Was go to class and go to church So Saturdays I would stay in my room Sad, and then Sundays, it was like something mm. would get me out of bed and be like, go to church. Mm. So I would go to church, and this when I started um, reading the Bible, you know, um, subscribing to different mm -hmm. websites that would teach me mm -hmm. how to read the Bible, what it meant. Um, and that's when I really got closer to God into relationships. So. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. I think um, one of the things that stands out to me is how, um, like, in the same way that you were met by Christ is the same way that we'll have the opportunity to provide that same level of service to, to women who might be in a similar situation right. as you, you know, where they're trying to engage or re-engage authentically and they're looking for the resources and unfortunately that's not always going to come within the local community first because you right. just don't be knowing where to go to but everybody on social media and everybody right. online and googling the things um so it's just cool um to kind of make that link that like man that's usually where people start it is. is just looking yeah. for something online and then hopefully from there getting involved in their local community and local church and things like that. So, amen. That's awesome. Um, we touched a little bit 
on um, the topics that you feel passionate about. And I think even when you brought up like some of the things that y'all talked about in the conference, um, it's pretty evident that like, and I, and I love when God does this, when it's our own personal life experiences that really drive what we're passionate about. So something that you said was um, you're really passionate about helping women to walk through the fires of life. So if you just had to like quickly rattle off like what your fires of life have been, what would be those fires that you've walked through? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> a fires. You said which million, which one of the million should I start right. with? <laughs> um, so of course, um, parenthood, motherhood, mm. teen motherhood, yeah, um, domestic violence, low self-esteem, oh mm. my gosh, um, adoption, adoption, definitely adoption, mm-hmm. just not knowing who you are, you know, like, mm. yeah, um, yeah, so I would say those four topics, yeah, much. your voice, Right. And then navigating singlehood, navigating right. coming into being a wife. Yeah. All I of mean, the shifting family dynamics. It's a fire. Listen, we're gonna have to do a whole different video on that because baby, come it's on, War Room. But you know, we just gotta be honest. Sometimes yeah. it can be a fire. Yeah, right, you know? right, for sure. That's awesome. So um, now that we've talked a little bit about, you know, some of those fires in life that you've navigated, how would you describe the current season of life that you're in and and just what God is teaching you and what your experience is like in this season? So I feel like the season I'm in is almost like a season of rediscovery. Mm. Rediscovering myself. Sometimes you feel I'm 30. How old am I? (laughs) You just had a birthday, right? I'm 35. Okay. <laughs> you said I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> but when I was th- once I hit thirty, I'm like, okay, I'm a woman now. Mm-hmm. Like I've been through my twenties. Mm-hmm. I got my degrees done. This done that. Right. And then you realize as you grow older, it, you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Like it's every season, you're becoming a different person. Mm-hmm. You're growing, and so I'm really rediscovering myself. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I guess a part of that too is the fact that you became a mom at such a young age right. as a teenager, yeah. and now your kids are right. about to make you empty nesters officially in some capacity. And it's like, well, shoot, <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing now? Yeah, yeah I remember so when my mom. Yeah, I remember when my mom went through a similar season because she she had me at sixteen, yeah. and so she was still so young by the time that I went to college that she still had her whole life ahead of her so there was still so much dreaming that could be done that she had never did in her quote-unquote prime you know in the ages where you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do with your life she never did because it's like shell is the end game you know and then shell wasn't the end game because shell left and it was literally so yeah that makes a lot of sense and it's kind of um in any time that I'm talking to moms that were teenage parents is it's it's also a beautiful picture of redemption because you still have your whole life right. ahead of you even All when right. your kids get grown. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I mean like last week, um what is the name of the song? 
it's it's so this is so random chill it's a song called still the one i think it's called by shania twain or okay something. and in the song she's like looks like we made it look how far we've come my baby mm-hmm. and it was like a love letter to god a love letter to my kids i'm like mm-hmm. look at look us how far. yeah you know? yeah we didn't but, grow up together <laughs> and now yeah Yeah, little humans, little right. adults. You're like, wow, now y'all got y'all your right. own thing what to go out and produce and replicate. Yeah. 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 Wow. That is crazy. I honestly can't imagine. <laughs> Being like, okay, now I have two adult-ish children, you know. Yeah, and then I have to remind myself that every mother goes through like no matter what age mm. you have your kids, eventually they're gonna go through this too. Like mm-hmm. My babies aren't babies anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just kind of rediscovering who I am, reimagining my dreams. Because mm. my mom tells me all the time, like, you're still young, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you know what I you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what would be um, one thing or some of the things you would say you are excited about in coming on as a ministry lead with Radical? I would say... Um, Building relationships mm, with other women. Mm-hmm, I love, mm. I'm a girl's girl. Yeah. Like, I love building relationships with women, so. Yeah, that's a big a big one for me, too. I was sitting down with God um, recently, and I was kind of just asking myself a lot of these same questions. Like, man, outside of ministry and work, how would I define myself? Because I'm so passionate yeah. about ministry and work. Or... Or even the fact that like ministry and work so closely aligns to the things that I love that it can be hard to separate yeah. the two. So I was just saying like, man, if, if I wasn't talking about radical, what would I be talking about? What would I be saying? You know, right. um, but it was that like bringing women together, um, just being in community, yeah. you know, it ain't even got to be super spiritual, just mm-hmm. kicking it, just having yeah. a good time, you know, and it, it can be super informal. Yeah. Um, but also this idea of um, inviting women into the spaces that they long for so they can see that, like, this exists. is like, people have for real friends yeah. out here right. that, like, are spiritual and cute right. and, you know, all right. the things all the that things. you may feel like you have to choose between. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about us um, really tapping in here locally in Memphis, like we've been talking about Um I've already seen just like fruit from different relationships that I've been able to form with other women who carry um, just a similar call on their life for ministry and here locally. And then just like activating women because I'm like, it's so much talent here. There's so many things going on. People just don't be doing nothing (laughs) or doing the wrong things (laughs) (laughs) or doing the wrong thing. So I'm excited about that just to see what God does with our desire to bring yeah. women together and man this time next year what additional woman that we're having yeah. this conversation with who was in the community but didn't feel activated yeah. you know in this way so I think that's awesome um so the question that I like to um end my times um with other women with that you've been asked before because she's been on the podcast before she's been on YouTube before okay um it's just like what 
would be your advice to the girls like you, to the women like you? So for any any woman out there who also feels like they're in this season of, of rediscovery and kind of tapping in again, what would you like them to know? I would say that even if what you're going through feels like the end, Mm. It, it can very well just be the beginning, mm. you know, if you just keep going, um, you just never know what God has in store for you. Mm-hmm. He already has the story written. We're stressed out about the end when the author has already completed it, mm-hmm. you know, he's just waiting for you to walk, walk through the fire. Yeah. 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 That's really good. It reminds me of, um, a passage I was reading this morning in Luke 10 about Mary and Martha and how Jesus tells whichever one was distracted. Um, no, the other one, she's, she's chosen the one thing that matters. And I know just like ambitious women that like we are, we, we get distracted with so many good things, you know, that we're just going after going Cause you're also an entrepreneur as well. I think we failed to mention that. Cause I don't, I don't think the candle business was a thing when we talked before. It wasn't. I think it was like a hobby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's also an entrepreneur. Okay. It's giving Proverbs 31. My man over here. Okay. Um, but yeah, it can be so easy to get distracted by good things and to be all in with good things. But yeah. Jesus said like, she chose the one thing right. that matters. Ah, so convicting. Right. It's like the one thing. No, Jesus, it all matters. Right. You know, he's like Mm-mm, the one thing. I'm like, okay, well, I can't argue with your word. Right. You said what you said. And so even for myself, just asking the spirit to soften my heart to that, to, to lay aside all of these other things that are impactful and yeah. they are good things. But the one thing. The Sheesh! I'm like, man, God, make make the one thing my thing. Right. Like, I want that to truly be my thing, especially being women in ministry, because you can feel like you're doing it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, like I'm I'm always talking about God. I'm out because it's such a part of your life. But just that intimacy, yeah. um, that sitting at His feet to learn. So, praise God for that. Alrighty, so. Introducing Brie Turner, new ministry lead within the radical community. Um, we're excited. Brie is going to be heading up some initiatives for us to start focusing more locally here in the Memphis area. Um, she's going to be heading up some prayer devotional worship times for us in the coming months as well around the holiday season. So stay tuned for all of that. So you'll be hearing from us and seeing us and all of the things. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye, y'all. Did you know that money isn't the only way that you can support an organization? A review goes a long way. If this podcast helped you in any way or you just want to support us because you know we're your people, then help us spread the word. Let the world know that you're rocking with us and you think they should too. Share the podcast, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hop into the Facebook group, you know, whatever suits you. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye, y'all.